on this episode, we're going to be talking about how to optimize product descriptions to drive more sales. Do stay tuned. Welcome to 2X e-commerce, the e-commerce marketing growth podcast where you ask questions and I, Kenei, answers them. Also hear from proven marketing growth experts who are number one or number two in specialist areas of online retail marketing. So if you work in or own an online retail business, listen in, get involved, join me and let's put some fuel to skyrocket your e-commerce growth. So on the inbound marketing strategies, how do you beat Amazon? Natural search and our search engine position is critical to the customer flow through the website. I personally would not have an account process interrupt checkout flow at all. My favorite customer lifetime value calculation is an easy one. It's your average order value times that purchase frequency times uh, your customer lifespan. I'm Kune Campbell. Let's get rolling. Between September the 13th to the 14th, the city of Boston in Massachusetts is going to explode with e-commerce marketing insights. That's because Clavio, our sponsors, are hosting e-commerce marketing conference called Clavio Boston. It's a two-day conference for 400 marketers and store owners with an awesome lineup of speakers. Got experts coming in from Shopify Plus, Big Commerce, Google, Octane AI, Recharge, Smile.io, Swell, and top e-commerce agencies. Plus, panels with successful Clavio e-commerce clients. There's going to be a keynote address by Ezra Firestone. To find out more about how you can register for this Clavio Boston conference, just head over to clavio.com forward slash Boston. That is clavio.com forward slash Boston. You can't miss it if you're really looking to double down on e-commerce email marketing. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the 2X e-commerce podcast show. I am your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast show dedicated to rapid growth in online retail. And um, on episodes in which um, I do not, you know, um, share my knowledge, I try and bring, you know, guests who share their expertise and experience. And my criteria is based on one question. Can my guest actually provide valuable information and insights to help you, my listeners, grow metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic and automate these sales? And if they can, I try my best to get them on the show. Speaking of which, I have my guest with me, um, Selena Knight. She is a retail strategist, um, a very seasoned retail strategist and also a podcast host. On this episode, she shared some golden nuggets. I was like super impressed with um, all of the insights she shared around product descriptions. I actually thought I you know, I, I knew all about product descriptions and um, she, she actually, you know, taught me a few things. So it is a very insightful, you know, um, episode with examples from some brands that are doing product descriptions really well. If you listen all through to this episode from, from the beginning to the end, I can guarantee you, you'd pick one, two, maybe even three tips to that you can action right away to improving your, your product descriptions. Um, it's that good. So basically, um, I 
would leave you guys to to to, to listen to to this show. I enjoyed my conversation with Selena. And, um, you know, if you have any comments, if you like this episode, you know, um, remember to go to 2xecommerce.com um, forward slash podcast and um, leave, you know, comments in, in the show notes. Um, I'll just leave you to enjoy this episode and, you know, guys, have a good one. Cheers. Welcome, welcome, welcome to access to the 2X e-commerce podcast. I'm your host, Kune Campbell, and this is the e-commerce podcast dedicated to rapid growth in online retail, not at the enterprise level, neither at the micro retailer level. We're at the fine middle and we're obsessed with growing metrics such as conversions, average order value, repeat customers, traffic, and ultimately sales. I try and handpick my guests who come to the show and if they can answer if they can meet one criteria, which is, you know, can they provide valuable information and insights to help you rapidly grow in your online stores? I bring them onto the show. Speaking of which, I am joined by Selena Knight. She is a fellow podcaster and also an online and offline retail expert. She's here to talk about product descriptions. But before we dive into today's show, I'd like to welcome Selena. Welcome, Selena. Hi, Kunle. Thank you so much for having me. I love being able to share tips that can make people more money. So thank you for giving me this audience to do exactly that. And I hope by the end of this, I'm all about action. You know, there's nothing worse than hearing something on a podcast and thinking, but how do you do it? So I'm going to give you the how-tos of all the things that I talk about. Oh, brilliant, brilliant. I, I love to hear that. Okay, let's jump right in. And um, could you take a minute or, or, or less to, to, to introduce yourself to yourself to, to the audience? Sure. My name's Selena Knight. I'm a retail strategist and I help people build profitable brands. Because at the end of the day, if you just have a store, whether that's online or offline, I don't believe that you have any point of difference. But when you have a brand, you'll have customers that come back again and again, and they'll want to be part of your community. So I have been in the e-commerce and retail industry since 2008. So just over a decade now, Mm -hmm. I've seen all the changes, the algorithm changes, the Facebook ads changes, and also, also platform changes. There's been a lot happening on different platforms. So I feel like between what I've been through myself and now since I, 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 I started, grew and then sold an award-winning chain of stores and I sold those back in 2015 and since then I've been helping other retailers to grow retail empires. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so let's get into today's episode. Um, you, you want to talk about product descriptions. Um, why are they so important in, in, in e-commerce? Oh, they are the only thing that you have between you and the customer. Between good pictures and a good product description, you you have an advantage over over bricks and mortar stores because you usually have lower overheads, you have the visuals, but the downside is you can't build that connection. Mm. So if you haven't built the brand to begin with, if you haven't built that community that loves what you do, then you have to build that connection in some other way. And here's the thing, as much as I love dropshippers, they quite often just copy and paste descriptions from manufacturers or they're very, very basic. So if you have your own warehouse or if you even know your products well and even if you don't I would suggest you go and grab you know your top 10 products out of the warehouse or have one sent to yourself to do exactly this so what I'm going to advise you of is just start with your top 10 grossing products that's all you have to do 
because you may have 1,500 SKUs and this may not be possible in retrospect, but going forward, you can easily implement all of these things. They don't cost any money. All they're going to take is a little bit of time. Mm. But that said, so I have a little caveat here. If it means you're not going to put the product on the website because you're faffing about, thinking about what to write, don't do it. If they can't see it, they can't buy it. Mm. So do whatever you have to to get the product on the website first and then go back and change the product description. But my preference is put the description right, right from the beginning, and then you'll get more sales. Yeah, I agree. 100% agree with you. And um, I, I just love how you you made a connection between building a brand and then expanding that to a community, you know, and the first point, you know, being the, well, first touch point being the product descriptions in terms of, you know, how they resonate with the brand in the first place and product description. Okay, so let's flesh the anatomy of a product description. What do you want to see and what do you not want to see in the product description page? Okay. What I we'll start with what I don't want to see because that's about this big, yeah. and that is quite simply I don't want to see what every other website has because if I'm shopping around, there's for, it's for two reasons. One is price. I think this is a commodity where I can get it cheaper somewhere else, so I'm not really fussed. I already know what the quality is like, or I already know what the product is going to do, or somebody's already told me about the thing. So if you're competing on price, then you, you need the volume. So if you want to be the price cutting leader, which is like a bit of an oxymoron, you need the volume, which is going to cost you more money. The other thing is you be more bespoke because people will pay for that. That's why people will pay more to go to a retail store because the, the person will answer your questions. They can touch it. They can see it. They can feel it. So if you can put that into a product description, people will pay more for that. And I'll just give you a quick example. I needed some gym tights. I needed some yoga tights. So there's a difference between yoga tights and gym tights, right? With yoga tights, they have to be a bit higher. This may not be something that you understand, but they <laughs> Right. <laughs> because you do a lot of sitting and stretching and things, and yeah. if you have them too short, they roll down, which is a little bit embarrassing if you're in yoga class and your butt cracks hanging out to the person behind you. Okay. And so I was looking, yeah, I was looking for yoga. Well, and this is the thing is nobody calls them yoga tights because they're a completely different thing. But I knew I needed what were called mid-rise or high-rise tights. I wanted mid-rise tights. Okay. And I was going to all these websites, like all the big brands, and nobody told me. And so eventually I just ordered some. And, of course, this is the worst part, right? And they came and there was a big sticker that was about 10 centimetres by 10 centimetres slapped on the front that said mid-rise tights. I was just thinking, you didn't even look at the product. Like how many more sales would you have gotten if you just put that one piece of information? But all they had was, you know, they obviously were using 3PL. All they had was stock standard, you know, made in the USA, 95% cotton, 5% spandex, warm, wash, wash in warm water or something like that, which it didn't help me. And so you're relying on the pictures, which we will get to, in order to make that decision. But I was Googling mid-rise tights. So just imagine if you had that in your product description, automatically you move to the front of the list because somebody is searching for that. So the first thing I would suggest is that you, you look at the product, like actually look at the product and think about what's different and what's different to like pull up your competitor's website and see what they've written. Touch it and feel it. What does, you know, whether it's a soft toy or a piece of clothing or even something like homewares, what does it actually feel like? Because if you can evoke that emotion that somebody would have inside of a physical store, 
people will buy from you even if it's more expensive because one, they've made that connection, but two, you've told them that this is the thing that they need. So one of the questions I always, always say to people is, does it make you smile when you open the packet? Because if you are smiling when you open the packet, because you think the colors are vibrant or you think the cut's just perfect or it's, you know, it feels so much better than you ever expected, write that down. Like we used to have these, I sold baby products and we used to have these little stuffed toys and every time they were kind of a bit kooky and every time we opened the box, we would always smile, we'd always laugh and we'd be like, oh, look at Pete Penguin and we'd just sort of, you know, wave it around the shop. So we actually wrote that into the product description. Every time we opened the box of this product, uh, the, the, the team always has a smile, we'll pick them up and we'll shake them in each other's faces. We would sell out of those things like no tomorrow. We couldn't keep them in the storeroom quick enough because people wanted to be part of that. They wanted to be able to open the box and smile. They wanted to know that the person they were going to give this to, in this case a baby, but the parents of the baby would smile every time they see it. And when you have that story, because if you have a great product description, people will relay that information, especially if it's to somebody else. So that little toy, the person who bought it, hands it over to the parents and says, oh, when I bought this, they said all the team always smile when they open the box. And I thought, when you're a busy parent, you could always do with an extra smile. So I hope he makes you smile. Like how much more is that valuable to somebody than just buying crap off a website? Like it it instantly makes you think when I give this to somebody, and we're not always talking about gifts, but when I get it myself, I am so looking forward to receiving it. Unlike the gym tights that I bought, because I was just like, oh, I actually had mentally planned out the effort to return them if they didn't work. It was like, I'll be, I'll be, by the time they get here, I'll be able to put the returns thing in. I can drop them to the post office on this day because they're going, they're being shipped back overseas. I can use my free PayPal returns. I don't know if you've got that in the UK, but yes. here in Australia, yeah. So, you know, I can use my free PayPal returns. So I'm not scared about buying something from overseas because I'd already checked to see what it would cost to send it back. <laughs> And so I planned out this whole process. So how much more effort is that for a customer than just, I'm so excited to receive my parcel? Yeah. So, so what, what are your thoughts, Alina, on um, like video? You know, you talked about the the teddy bear, you know, the um, the, the teddy in, in, in your previous business with regards to, you know, the, the unboxing experience. Um, would you encourage, you know, listeners to, um, you know, that they have, you know, similar unboxing experiences to, to actually, you know, just put a video on their product description page to to show what it feels like um, as well as, you know, definitely write it down. 100%. This is something I've always advocated and it was kind of validated. I had Neil Patel on my show last week and yeah. he said to me, one of the first things I would ever use is video. I don't care what you're selling. You can always make a video. And I was like, dude, thank you. Because do you know how many people say to me, how do I make a video of a stuffed toy? You know, and the video of a stuffed toy could just be putting the stuffed toy in a crib and panning across it. Like that's enough. All you're trying to do with the photos is to evoke an emotion. Or give the customer more details, especially for clothing. And just before we jumped on, we were talking about the fact that I'm trying to buy a dress and I'm five foot seven, so I'm not short, but all the models in this, because on this page, it actually tells you how tall the model is and what size she's wearing. So I did go that one step extra, but I'm not six foot three. So Mm. I'm sitting here wondering the dress that comes to her, you know, mid thigh, is that going to come to my knees when it arrives? Mm. Most people aren't six foot three. So 
there's another website here in Australia which I love. It's called Bird's Nest. And, you know, go and have a look and just to get some ideas because they do all of this really, really well. And, you know, I, I buy from them. They're not one of my clients or anything. But they have, for women's fashion, they have like a size 8 lady and then a size 14 lady. And you can pick to oh. view which one you want. Then they have flat lay. Then they have a little video. And the little video is literally the model just walking out, doing a little twirl and walking back again. So it's nothing fancy, mm. but that way you can see how it hangs on her and they're a little bit more realistic with their models as well. But you can see, you know, how does it, how does it hug your hips or how does you know, do your boobs hang out, those sorts of things, which <laughs> are really important when you're shopping yeah. online. Absolutely. And yeah, if, look, if you can get video in and I think in this day and age, you have no excuse not to. I just recorded a whole course on my iPhone because my iPhone had wow. better quality camera than my Canon, what is it, 60D? I don't even know. I don't even use it. I don't even get out of the cupboard anymore because my iPhone has a better camera in it. So I literally just plugged a lav mic in, put the tripod up and started recording. And the quality is exceptional. So you have no excuse. If you have a smartphone, then you should be doing video in this day and age. You don't even need to have a host. You can just pop them up on YouTube as unlisted and bang, done. Go for it. There's no excuse for not having a video. I'm just checking out the Bird's Nest, you know, website and um, just resonating with what you said. Um, I think they're doing a brilliant job with with their product description. So I'm looking at one nest in here. It's with a lady. Uh, She's a model. Um, You know, um, there's a video. They've got lots of images. And then down to the right, um, they've got like some features here which look like tags. One is stretch, semi-fitted, long sleeve, knit, stripes, round neck. It, it kind of gives you an understanding of um, what to expect, I, I suppose. Um, so speaking of like the stores you're seeing do product descriptions the best, do, do you have any examples people could you know have a look and sort of reference? Uh, I think I think Bird's Nest are probably my favourite because mm. they have all that. So the great thing about all those tags is you can search by that. They also have a great quiz that you can do. I mean, quizzes, if you guys, if you want to do email database growth, quizzes are so good. In this case, their quiz is find out which body shape you are. And once you do it, it then sends, so it does two things. It says, what body shape are you and what kind of style are you? And then once you've done it, you a curated selection of products. So if you say I'm an hourglass figure, then it will only ever send you, you know, personalization to the 10th degree. They'll only ever send you hourglass figure related clothing. Interesting. Which, you know, as a woman, if your clothing is so hard to sell online. Yeah. So they've just taken this little bit of extra time and effort going in. But as a result, people love buying from them. And they don't have, they don't have free shipping. I think it's like free shipping over $150. It's not a cheap free shipping. So we have another company here in Australia called The Iconic and they do free shipping, free returns, free exchanges, 110% store credit. So they actually encourage you to buy more. Like if you think you're between sizes, they have like a size guide and I think Bird's Nest have that as well. Um, But then if you don't like it, you can just send it back for free. You just log in, download the, the little slip that goes on the front of the box and send it back again. But Bird's Nest also do something really well, which is they they give you the opportunity to create your own user experience. So when you go to the website, you probably didn't notice because this is not really a guy thing, 
But if you go back to the category descriptions, you can actually choose the, uh, what's the word I'm looking for, but the, the view of the products that you want to see in your feed. So if you want to see it on a person or if you want to see a lifestyle picture or you want to see it on a curvy person or you want to see like on a mannequin, oh, you can actually choose that view thanks, and yeah. everything you see in your feed will be the same. It's some complex e-commerce you know, execution. I don't think you could do it with bog standard e-commerce platforms. Um, just looking at their... Um, the, my Wapalizer, which sort of tries to give, or you know, the um, the platform they're using, apparently they're like on Ruby and Rails or something. Looks like a custom build. I don't know what 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 e-commerce platform this is, but this is certainly not your. This is not Magento, and neither is it Shopify. Yeah, but amazing, but you have to amazing do- features, Selena. Amazing. Yeah. But the thing is, what I always say is, if you can't do all of that, if you can't get it custom coded, and I'm not one for custom coded. Yeah. Take the things that you like out of it and go, yes, I can put a video in. Yes, yeah. I can put more than one picture. Yes, I can do awesome product descriptions. And it will actually say something along the lines of, you know, Natalie, the model is six foot three and she usually wears a size 10. In this product, she's wearing a size 12 or something, which gives you an idea that this runs small. Yeah, this is brilliant. This is this is very, very well presented. I think they're sabotaging themselves iconic, you know, websites by encouraging returns. Oh, uh, for sure. They're not profitable. Your margins, exactly. Your, your margins yeah. on returns just, you know, um, just just get smashed, really. Yeah, they're, they're hoping to be profitable, I think, in 2019. So they're running all on VC. And, guys, before we get on to the next tips, let me just say that because it is so easy to get, I guess, overwhelmed by those sorts of competitors. But just remember, they're not making money. They're running on VC. All they have to do is show the shareholders that they've got growth. That's it. They don't have to do anything else. They don't have to be profitable, sometimes for over a decade. So you don't have to compete with that. And doing things like this, the iconic descriptions aren't very good. They're okay. They're kind of mid, mid-range. Flat. Um, <laughs> flat. <laughs> it is very flat. But yeah. it's, again, what can you take out of that? Don't do video. So straight away, if you're selling the same products as them and you do a little video, and remember, customers don't need this to be 100% awesome. If you just have a decent shaped person in your shop, and we're talking about clothing here, remember, but this can be for any products. Yeah. But with clothing, if you're thinking, I, don't, I can't afford to go and hire models. There's someone in your shop who will do it. Just cut off their head. Just film them from the neck down. Like you don't yeah. have to be amazing. But the great thing is if you're keeping it real, customers will connect with that. Because yeah. if I can see the picture of the person that's roughly the same size or shape as me, yeah. then I'm much more likely to buy something. Yeah, I agree. And then um, this is probably off topic why is Afterpay so popular in Australia? Oh, you are so unlucky not to have Afterpay. <laughs> Coming to the US, guys, um, I don't know about the UK, but I was talking to them the other day at a conference and they're, they're, or they're kind of, they're putting the feel, they're not, not even putting the feels on the ground. They're one step further than that. They're hoping to launch next year. Um, so Afterpay is what lay-by or lay-away used to be. So it is... The reason it's so great is they take all the risk. So the sort of the baseline tends to be at $1,000 for Afterpay. There's another company called ZipPay where you can get more money and you apply to them for essentially credit 
and then they have they take the payments out every fortnight. As a retailer, you're paying between four and six percent for the privilege, but the money is in your account same or next day. And if they default, not your problem. So it's capturing all the impulse buyers who the ethics of it, I guess, are a little bit, you know, controversial, but it's no yeah. different to a credit card. Yeah. It's just the difference is that there's no extra money. So the, where they make their money is from the retailer. Yeah. Does it turn up on their credit files, the, the buyers, or um, is this kind of like off the grid? No, no, it turns up on their credit. So what they do is they run like a background check, I guess, to decide how good or bad a risk you are. And if they decide to, and they, I was asking them, they use more data points than just a credit rating. They have access to a lot of information. So just because you have maybe have one blip on your credit rating for that phone bill you didn't pay when you were 19, yeah. that doesn't necessarily affect it. They have, they use data from a lot of different sources. And if you can prove that you regularly repay things and they may give you less, like if you aren't, if you're a little bit, a little bit in the middle, you might only get a $500 afterpay limit. But we have we have afterpay groups here. There's a group called Afterpay Addicts on Facebook. It is the bomb. I've seen people. Do you get pre-approved for for liner credits, and then you you just deplete the credits when you're going shopping? So you it's like a a store card, like a a virtual store store card that goes across the board. Okay, makes sense. Yeah, anyone who takes Afterpay, it's just come in store as well. So just in the last couple of months, you can do it in some of the bigger stores in store. But our big department stores have Afterpay, and you have to pay it back in fortnightly increments. So it's if it was a hundred dollars, you pay it back in four twenty five. Which is good, you know. Which is really good from from a perspective of you know people being lazy to paying their credit card, you know, bills, you know, and, um, you know, just that just extending for, for, for months yes. and end or even years yeah. sometimes. Yeah. It's all, it's all up front and you can only pay it off over, over four payments. So two months. So okay. it's, it's whatever it is divided by four. That's it. You don't have a choice. Okay. Um, very good for millennials. Millennials love it. So if you have the option to do something like this, and I know there are other companies around the world who do this, OpenPay is one of them, it's, it's worth your while because I've seen businesses' sales go up 60% once they put after paying. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah, huge. Okay. So let's talk about um, any other thing we haven't really covered on, on the product description pages you think are critical Okay, I've got a few, yes. so I don't want to take too much time because I could talk forever about this. No um, worries, two, take your time. The number one is what you know, how does it make you feel? And number two is talk about how you would use it. Now, this is not necessarily going to be for every product, but think about does it fit perfectly in a suitcase? Like, could you use this? Is it a smaller size so you could use it for travel? Does it lay flat? Does it, um, you know, can you carry it in your handbag? because it's a kind of a multi-use product. We used to have this great, um, I was going to say antibacterial spray, but it wasn't. It was actually, a, it was called foaming cleanser and it was all natural. But the stuff was the bomb. It used to do amazing things. And customers would come in and tell us, oh, I used that stuff on a stain on my shirt I couldn't get out. And, you know, and so we would go into the product description and say, our customers have even used this to get stain. You know, we can't guarantee anything, but our customers have reported that this can get a, you know, a blueberry stain out of a kid's shirt. So wow. if you can get that, you know, that was back before UGC was a thing. We used to do it manually. <laughs> we 
we would put all of that in. You have got so much information about the product, so much firsthand information that even if it's in the review, we, you know, we don't, we're not going to talk about reviews today, but we all know we should have reviews because it's UGC and Google loves it. So even go through those reviews and see if there are any keywords there, you know, key phrases that yeah. you can pick up and stick those back in the product description because not everybody's going to read a review. Exactly. So number one, how does it feel? Number two, talk about how you would use it because maybe the way you would use it is not the way somebody else would use it. So even something like a scarf, you know, you might use it as a scarf, but you could also use it, um, you know, if you're breastfeeding your baby. It's all, you know, it's all baby related because I had a baby shop. Um, but, you know, you have those extra things in there because sometimes they may not have thought about it. Like a, a throw for your couch, it's a throw, but you could also say, you know, the, the fabric is so warm and soft that this would be the perfect blanket to snuggle up on the lounge with while you're watching Netflix with popcorn. Right. So, so you're, you're, you're sending them a picture of the product in action, you know, um, in, so would you, would you use one scenario or would you use multiple scenarios? What's the sweet spot? The more you've got, the more you have. So if you have more product description, Mm. first of all, when the person comes to the website, they're going to think, whoa, hold on. Maybe I've looked at this thing two or three other places and I saw four lines. Why has this person got a whole page? I need to read this. So yeah. you've automatically built trust. It's kind of like sales work. pages and when you're selling, you know, online courses. I, I go, exactly oh, the same. Why do you have, why do they have such, you know, such long sales pages? And like, So I, I, I don't know if you promote the use of Zipify, which is product landing pages. Think of it just like that. You know, what can you put in here? So the next thing I would always say is list the benefits, not the features. And I, I once had this copywriter give me a great tip, which was whenever you write something, always put so what on the end. Okay, so it's, you know, it's a grey woolen fabric, so what? So if you love natural fibres, this is the jacket for you. Or if you want, it's, it, you know, it's 95% spandex, 10% cotton. So if you want easy to care for and non-crease, this is for you. Okay. Tell me why this thing is great for me. And can you see already that if you put even one of those things into place, that automatically you boost yourself up in the eyes of the customer because nobody else is telling them this stuff. So once you have all of that, you go and craft that into a story because if you could, you know, stories are what we build our lives around. So go and build a little story and get that customer, even with the pictures, get that customer to feel like that product deserves to be in their home or that product deserves to be the perfect gift or that product is definitely going to fix the problem that I have. Like maybe you're looking for a mountain bike and my husband's six foot three and I know when he went to go for a mountain bike, he was trying to work out, did he need like the large or the extra large? And he didn't want to have to go to a shop. And so he was trying to, you know, he's on forums looking for the answers and finally he found a bike he wanted and he'd already done the research and then he bought the bike and he was happy. But here's the other thing. So the the next thing I'm going to tell you is, so four was kind of crafted into a story, but the number five thing is simply go and do a little bit of research because if you have a high turnover product or a high value product, like you were saying to me earlier, what if the product's over $1,000? Well, yeah, if we can sell just one extra of those a week or one extra a month, that's going to make a huge difference to your bottom line. 
So there's a pretty good chance, pretty good, maybe not 100% with all the drop shipping. And I'm, I'm sort of bagging out drop shippers, but only because. Well, we're we're and, not, we, we, we don't promote drop shipping that much look, in the show. It's a great model, no, and, but they're not passionate. Yeah, personally, I, I don't like drop shipping. Um, I find that um, it's not long-term business. You're only as good as your last winning product with drop shipping. Yes. You're not building a sustained brand. You can't build a brand on dropship products because you have no quality control. You have customer no experience. Customer no customer experience. experience. And so, so we encourage people to, 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 to own their brand, to be vertically integrated, to be direct to consumer, you know, businesses. But I have brought a few people from the dropshipping world to talk about, you know, their, to give their, you know, side of the story, but it's still not compelling enough if you're doing e-commerce, you know, um, in 2018, there's no reason to to, to do If you just want to go on volume again, to me, it's a volume thing. If you're not worried about the customer experience and you can get the volume going, all good, good luck to you. But if you actually care about the products that you sell and you care about your customers, usually what I've found is the people I will work are passionate about what they sell. So someone who's selling mountain bikes is passionate about biking. So you, you already know intricately great stuff about the industry. But maybe you could take that a little step further. And this is, you kind of have no excuse not to do this if you're selling a high ticket price like a sofa or like a mountain bike. And that's quite simply go into your mountain biking forums and see what people are talking about. So, for example, the bike my husband was saying, he's like, I'm six foot three. He actually found somebody else who'd written a post, which was, I'm six foot three, what size should I get? Someone else said, well, I'm six foot four and I have this one. So taking that information and also a great website is called Answer the Public. Go there and type in, it's, it's awesome, it's, it's fun. The customer experience for a search engine is awesome. But essentially you could type in a brand name. So you might say the XYZ mountain bike and it will come up with all the questions people are searching for. And one of those questions might be, what size do I need? The other one might be, uh, you know, does it certain suit a certain type of pedal grip? I'm just making this stuff up because I'm not a mountain what's, biker. What's the name of the website, please? It's called answerthepublic.com and you go there and there's this old guy, like this cranky-looking old guy in glasses just shaking his head. <laughs> <laughs> so if you type in, I don't know, something that you're passionate about, what's something that you're passionate about, Kunle? Um, um, working out, bodybuilding, Oh, resistance training. Okay, type resistance training in and let's yeah. see what you end up with. It's going to give you a big spiral of all of the who, what, where, why that people yeah. are searching for stuff on the internet. Fascinating. So give us a couple of examples. Okay. Okay, well, right. So we've got um, when do you... Come in a wheel. <laughs> <laughs> it's a wheel, Exactly. You when, can download it. When to do resistance training, when to start resistance training, can resistance training burn fat, can resistance training burn, build muscle. So there's a can, there's a why, there's a when. This is amazing, Selena. Will can you imagine? Burn fat, yeah, amazing. Can amazing. you imagine if that's something that you're looking at? Maybe you're looking at, I do yoga, we use resistance bands. That's the only thing I've got to to. To, in common with this product, but can you imagine the resistance bands? I'm assuming it's it's the same through whatever category, CrossFit, yoga, whatever, come yeah. in different colors and different strengths. Yeah. 
So imagine if you, instead of you saying, you know, green, medium resistance, resistance band, imagine if you change that and said, put a couple of those keywords. If you're looking to lose fat, whatever you said, something about lose fat. Yeah. What was the sentence? Resistance training to burn fat or can, it was like, um, can resistance training burn fat? Okay. If you're looking, if you're using resistance training to burn fat, keyword search right there. Yeah. This is amazing for SEO. Jeez. It's amazing for SEO, but it's also great for, for it's, it's product. I use it for product descriptions. descriptions yeah. so if you're looking for, if you're looking to use resistance bands to burn fat, then you need to make sure you have the right tension strength. Mm. Beginners, uh, blah, blah, blah. And this is what we would use it for. Mm. However, if you are a little bit more advanced, you might want the green one hyperlinked to the green one. Cause we all love, you know, Google loves inbound links of what, you know, inside links, whatever they're called. SEO is not my thing, but r- writing, writing great product descriptions because of customer experience is my thing. And as yep. a result, you end up with these search terms. Mm. So this stuff is game changing. It's, and it's, if, you put, if you put all of this together, I guarantee you will sell more products. And it's it's a who, the how, the the what, the why, the when, the which, the where, the can and will. It's it's all encompassing, really, when you when you look at it this way. Yeah, yeah. and you can actually just download that into a CSV into file, a so CSV you can have file. all those things there. It's a bit hard. Poor Kunle is like turning his head around in circles <laughs> because it comes in a big wheel. <laughs> <laughs> But these, all these things are free. None of these, apart from potentially making the videos, which I still believe you can do with your iPhone, none of these things require you to be a coder. Yes, we looked at Bird's Nest, and yes, it's coded to the nth degree, but you can stick a video, you can stick multiple pictures, you can write a great product description, yep. all for free. And when you do that, you will sell more. And the good thing is people will go, wow, next time I want to buy a new resisting for resistance training, I'm going to go to that website because they had so much information on there. Yeah. And we don't even need a blog post. Just write it into the product description. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. So we've got five tips here, how it can, how it makes you feel, how you will use it, list the benefits, not the features. I love your, um, your, your point about your tip around um, ending the sentence with so what. Mm-hmm. Um, craft, craft it into a story and then do your research answer the public.com amazing tool yeah Fantastic. and forums especially and forums. if it's a, a niche product yeah, yeah. forums yeah. and would you, you encourage anyway. true so in your your husband's use case in regards to the um, to, to the bike he was buying and his height would you recommend in the um, in the reviews that um, you know, certain data points are requested from your customers, so people yes. get context when you know they're they're going through reviews. Yeah, and fashion does this really well. Like guys, even if you aren't in fashion, go to some great websites and just take the bits that you like. So there are a couple. Anthropology in America do this, and they have their clothing store, and they have your height, your shape. So you might say athletic, curvy. So don't ask for weight, but height, shape, size, and then your comments. And you can even upload a picture. So if you could take that and if you said things like, let's go with the mountain bike, terrain, you know, your height, your the terrain you love riding, and something else that might be <laughs> I probably didn't pick the best example because I don't know about these things. 
But if you maybe pick two or three data points and even uploaded a photo, I mean, even if it's a photo of the dude riding down a mountain, not the, you know, on the bike, but not a spec photo of the bike, they've got that already. But enthusiasts are going to relate to other enthusiasts. So if you are in one of those niches like fitness or like mountain biking or even baby products, then letting people upload a photo is not only great for your, your algorithm, Google algorithms, but I'm also building that connection as well because if I'm an athletic build, I want to be able to see what it looks like on her. And if I'm a curvy build and I'm the same height as her, oh, wow, I can see that that's what it would look like on me. Or if I'm the bike rider, oh, cool, look at that trail he's riding. (laughs) Again, it's all about building connection. And anybody who tries to tell me that you cannot do that online is just lazy. Mm. Yeah. Pretty, pretty, pretty spot on. It's pretty spot on. Okay, so um, before I, I let you go, um, I'm going to ask you a few questions, if that's okay. Um, sure. A lightning round. Um, but yeah, if uh, you know, ready when you are. Go for it. All right. How do you hire people? Oh, that could be a whole topic in itself. I hire the best people. I have an ultimate hiring guide for retailers, but the essence of the whole thing is. I don't hire on skill. I hire on personality. Fantastic. What are your three indispensable tools for managing your business, your retail business? Google Calendar. Google, Google Calendar. Calendar rules my life because I inherently I am not the most organized person in the world. Yep. So with my husband and I traveling quite a lot, everything goes into Google Calendar so we can see what's happening. But I also have used it to roster my staff on. Uh, my team use it to put me into other people's podcasts. My, I live my life on Google Calendar. So number one, that's it, Asana. So we use that as our project management tool. Yeah. Again, for me, it's the organization. I love and this. I think the third, the third one, which is probably a little bit weird, is uh, an app called Insight Timer. Nothing to do with timing. It's a meditation app. And I listen to a meditation every time I go to bed because I just need that headspace to be switched off. I'm one of those people who will think constantly. And the great thing about Insight Timer is it's kind of like, um, I'm trying to think of, it's like a community tool. So people upload their meditations. They're not all professional and it's all free. So there's absolutely no excuse. And there's something like 20,000 meditations, any, any genre that you can think of, it is in there. My daughter uses it to go to sleep. I use it to go to sleep. And because I use it every single day, I guess I would have to say that is a key tool in my business and life. Okay. What's it called again? It's called Insight Timer. Okay. Um, what's been your best mistake to date? By that time, I mean a setback that's giving you the biggest feedback. Wow. Um, there's so many. Not a setback, but I think the biggest thing was selling my business. I know mm. it is really weird. Um, when I remember when I pressed go on the the email to say I was selling the business. I had to go and be sick in the bathroom afterwards. And I was, at the time I thought I was unlucky because I had built such a brand and such a community and the person who bought it didn't care for that. Mm -hmm. So within a very short space of time, that all disappeared to the point where people were emailing me because obviously they could still find me because I was into coaching and emailing me about how disappointed they were with what had happened to the brand. Mm-hmm. And so at the time, and I probably only just got over this about six or seven months ago, mm. I was so disheartened and I thought that would set back my whole career because 
the business now is nothing like the business it was. Now she runs it. You know, we had chains of stores. She runs it out of a garage as a, as a subscription business, which was never what we wanted it to be. But that's not my choice, right? Yeah. And then someone said to me, but can you imagine if you were still there, you wouldn't have helped all these people to build these better lives. And it was just that moment that I, my, I got goosebumps actually in my head just then because oh. I still remember it. And she said, you helped a lot of people in the store, but you helped so many more people now. And if she hadn't have bought the business from you, it doesn't matter what it looks like now, you are still carrying on your legacy and that's your responsibility. That was one legacy you had. This is the next one. And I was just, you know, I had a bit of a cry and I was like, you were right. You know, different path in life. So at the time I thought it was a setback because of course everybody says, what's the yeah, name of your, your shop? Yeah. And people Google it and they're like, mm. <laughs> mm, this doesn't look very award winning, but that's okay. Because I say to people, if you really want to see what it looked like, use Wayback Time Machine and go and look at it before 2015 and you'll see yeah. all the information that was there. I mean, we were, we did such a good job getting people on board. We had it awesome, you know, back when blogs were awesome. We used to have people clamoring to write for our blog. We, we were doing a lot of things that were before our time. We used to get our suppliers to pay for our marketing, which is something I now teach my clients to do. And when suppliers get this, they're just like, wow, why is nobody else doing this? It's like, well, they are in department stores. They're just not doing it in independent stores. Mm. So I thought that that was probably going to be the biggest setback for me. But now I realize that my my genius is being able to help people grow. I can instantly see when I when I talk to somebody, I can instantly see the next steps that they need to take in order to grow. And I have a very big picture vision, so I can put all those to all that together and say, right, this is where you can be, and these are the next steps that you can take. So let's do those together in order to get you to that spot. And I love doing this. I love talking. I love sharing knowledge because too many people don't have the knowledge that it takes to grow a business because we're not taught this stuff in school. So it's not your fault that you don't know it. You just have to go out and learn it. Absolutely. Absolutely. And um, I I think it circles back to your initial comments around, um, you know, um, building a brand and then a community um, given the fact that you you have done it in in your previous business, which 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 is interesting, very 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 interesting. Okay, um, what one piece of advice can you give e-tailers looking to to ten x in their business in the next twelve months? One one piece. Didn't we just give it? <laughs> 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 right, better product descriptions. Yeah. No, to be honest, if you can build that community that we've talked about you will get more sales simply because people are desperately searching to be part of something. Yeah. They want to be part of a community, whether want. it's, whether it's we, we like the same kind of homeware style or whether it's the fitness training or whether it's the mountain biking or whether it's just the fact that I had a baby, people want to be part of something bigger. So if you can bring that, that raw realness into your business, because sometimes we think we have to be all business, but one of my clients just shared something about her, her son who has autism and that he just got a traineeship. And hands down, she got like 300 comments on that post compared to anything else that she posts where she gets 10. So it doesn't have to be all the time, but just remember that people are following you for a reason, especially on social media. So 
just expand that reason and give them some points to connect with. It could be about your staff. It could be about a supplier. It could just be about something that's happening in the local community. But if you put that out there, then people will start to want to be around you rather than just flitting to the next, uh, flitting to Amazon to try and find it cheaper. Yeah, absolutely. You're absolutely spot spot on. Um, yeah. Final question. If you could choose a single book or resource that's made the highest impact on how you view building a business and growth, which would it be? So when I get asked this question, and I probably need to go back and read it again just to remind myself of what's in it because I only tend to read it when I'm in a bit of a funk and it's Seth Godin's The Dip. Mm. And he talks about these different paths in your life and the different obstacles. So there's the hill, the dip and the cliff. And he talks about when you're at, or is it the cliff and the roundabout? I can never remember, but the cliff is the big one. (laughs) The cliff is, do I jump or do I just walk away? And he gives you these scenarios on how to decide if you're having a bad day or a bad week or a bad month, whether you are just in a dip, you know, it's a natural part of being in business. You, it's not always going to be unicorns and rainbows yeah. or how to tell whether you're at the cliff. I don't even remember what the third one is because obviously that was never relevant to me. But in my dark days, I would remember going there going, I'm not at the cliff. I'm just in a crappy spot right now. Now what do I need? Which is really good for headspace, right? If you can know that this is not the end of the world, then you go, right, so what can I do to change that? Or if you know that you are, you know, on the cliff, do you you jump or do you walk away? Then that can help you make the decision as well. So um, great book. It's like 80 pages. You'll read it in an hour. Okay, nice. The good thing about it is if you're just having a crappy day, go and buy it on Kindle, read it, and I'm sure it's going to help you. Amazing. Amazing. It sounds, it really sounds interesting in itself. Um, I've actually just purchased it via Kindle right now. <laughs> You'll read it in an hour. It's super, 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 super easy. <laughs> I shall read it this evening. It's bedtime. Yep. Okay. So, um, do you, well, how, where's the best way? First of all, I have to say, I've loved our conversation. You're full of energy. You, you, you're, you're, I can feel you're a kindred, you know, soul, spirits, you know, kind person. Um, and most importantly, you're an expert and you're an e-commerce expert and you shared a ton of information. I've learned, you know, from, from this episode, how is, what's the best way for people to follow you, connect? I know you run a podcast yourself. Um, how can people connect and, um, you know, get, get some more good, good stuff from you? Okay, so we have the Bringing Business to Retail podcast. Not hard to remember. We bring business strategies to you. As a result, you also get more business on all the good places, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify. And then you can also find me at selenanight.com. And what I'll do is I'll post this little like infographic at selenanight.com forward slash ninja. Okay. And you can just grab it. Okay, sounds good to me. Um, yeah, thank you so much for, for sharing your, your, your knowledge on, um, you know, product descriptions and, you know, all of the, amongst other things. And yeah, I'm glad to connect. Thank you so much. As I said, if you can just walk away with one tip and yeah. that you can implement in your business, I am a happy camper. Awesome, awesome. I have. <laughs> Thanks so much. Right, cheers. Bye. So that was a wrap on this week's episode of 2X e-commerce. Remember, you can catch me every week 
and also send your questions and comments on Twitter using the hashtag 2XEcommerce. Keep yourself in the loop by subscribing to this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting app. It only takes a few seconds and it means you'll get the most up-to-date episodes to help you grow your online store. Do have a good one till I catch you on the next show. Bye-bye.